You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Welcome back everyone, this is another episode of Backstage Talk and today I have the honor of having over one of the most amazing young artists I found on social media. This is Trent Soyster, so Trent, I'm gonna leave you to introduce yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Trent Soyster. Um, I'm a New York City-based actor, performer, director, choreographer, educator, sort of bunch of different things. Um, I'm originally from the suburbs just north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, and I studied there for, um, you know, about 10 years um, through my high school years doing uh, theater professionally in my hometown, and then I came to New York for um, my fall freshman semester at Pace University and um, have been at Pace for five years now um, because various projects have taken me away from school. Um, And so I'm finishing up my senior year and uh, have just had honestly the honor of working at a bunch of different regional theaters and stock theaters. And um, I've gone on tour and teaching around the country. And so sort of um, finishing that up is is sort of what I'm up to right now and various teaching gigs. And um, I'm I'm based in Brooklyn now. So uh, that's that's the that's the the, the latest and the greatest. Um, tell us a, a little bit about Pace, because um, when I was reading all your website, you did a lot of things at Pace. Uh, it's, yeah. So it's been a, like a wild ride. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy ride. I um, so I actually take it back to senior year of high school. I wanted to do sort of a varied college experience, meaning that I wanted to have as many. I guess, experiences as I could. So I interviewed for directing programs, like undergrad in, like a bachelor in directing. Um, And then I also auditioned for BFA in musical theater programs. Um, And ultimately, I think the decision came down to location for me. My options were sort of varied in where I could go. Um, 
And the one school that I got into in New York was Pace for Directing. And I honestly, I think I took that as a sign to just get to the city as quick as possible. Um, being 18 years old and in the, in the suburbs of Pennsylvania, I was like, I just want to get there um, and kind of make it, you know, make it as make it as great as I can and make and make it my own. Um, so I moved to New York uh, in the fall of 20. Oh gosh, I guess fall of 2016. And um, I came to school for a BA in directing. So the interesting thing about that program is that it's, um, it was a new program at the time. So I would have only been the fourth class to graduate um, from the directing undergrad program at Pace University, which was exciting to me to kind of get to like help shape the program into, you know, what it could be one day. Um, so I did two years in that department. Um, and I honestly, it was some of my fondest college memories was being in that department. I had the opportunity to work on so many projects. I, I think the really cool thing about the kids in that program, not kids, the young adults, I guess, or like my colleagues in that (laughs) program was that they were the most interesting, unique, hungry for art people that I've ever met in my whole life. Um, and they were constantly like making work that was new and, and, um, cutting edge. And that, I, that was really inspiring to me. Um, and so within that program, I, I, summer of my, I guess going into my freshman year, um, they were looking for an assistant director for the fall main stage production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, and they called me up and were like, Trent, do you want the job? Um, and I was like, sure, you know, you don't really say no to an opportunity like that. Um, and so I had the fortune of assisting Gina Rattan um, and Sarah Oglebe. So Gina and Sarah have worked on Broadway on shows like Matilda and Cinderella and the NBC live productions of Sound of Music and I think something else. And so, you know, here I was an 18 year old assisting these people that were working on huge projects um and and getting the opportunity to just be in the room and soak in all that information was honestly the biggest blessing of that first year of school um and then so I went through my freshman year and did a bunch of various projects I did a a new musical in a in a warehouse in Brooklyn (laughs) in my spring semester of of uh freshman year and uh, then summer between my freshman and sophomore years, um, I, I started auditioning a lot is the other thing. So I knew coming to New York, I wanted to audition and I wanted to, you know, hone my performance skills as much as possible. So I was auditioning a lot and I ended up booking a bunch of theater work for as a performer for that that first summer of college and I think that started to make my wheels turn as to you know I can make a career as both a creative and as a performer um and that really was honestly I think the most encouraging thing for me because I I was scared honestly that going to a program for directing that was going to sort of like pigeonhole me or put me down this path of just doing this one thing of just sort of sitting behind the table when I knew I was so hungry to be on stage um and so I I auditioned for a bunch of summer work and I booked the regional premiere of Newsies so um I did I guess it was the northeastern regional premiere of Newsies so I did um a production of Newsies at Pittsburgh CLO, which is in my hometown. So 
that was amazing and completely full circle. And like, I could not have had a better first experience working in college, um, as a performer. And then I did a production of cats. <laughs> I played Mr. Mistopheles at a summer stock in New Hampshire. Uh, and then that same theater, I, I played Angie in gypsy. So that first summer I did three shows and I, I was like, it was, like I said, it was just so encouraging to work professionally as a performer. And also, you know, during the school year, I kind of thought of, I thought of it as like summer was my time to perform professionally. And then, the school year was sort of my time to like hone in on my skills as a director choreographer. And that works for me for the first like two years of college. Um, and then sophomore year, I, um, I was working on, we do this new musical festival at Pace, which is another incredible thing about, about Pace is that there's so many, uh, opportunities for performance and for creating and collaborating. And so sophomore year, I was working on, a production of um, a new musical called Mary and Max uh, by Crystal Skillman and Bobby Cronin. I'll plug them because they're amazing. <laughs> um, and it's it was the the greatest, honestly, the greatest um, honor of working in any production at college. It was the most stimulating. And as a sophomore, I was assistant directing and I was also the choreographer. So I think it really let me like wear that hat of being in charge of the room and not just like assisting, uh, assistant to the, the person at the head of the room. Um, and you know, here I was sophomore, like choreographing for seniors. And it was, it was one of those moments where I think for so long, I had this idea that like the creatives are always older than, than the actors. And that's just <laughs> yeah. never the case actually. Right. Like there's always like, there's always older actors than the creative members. Um, and, and so that was the first time that I was able to like, actually, I think, step into my, um, I don't want to say power, but step into sort of the, the responsibilities that, that it comes with being a younger sort of creative person. Um, and I was assistant directing, the director was the head of the BFA musical theater program at Pace. And as I sort of got to know, her we sort of had this dialogue about you know what would make what how do I see my career going what do I see myself doing um in the long run really uh I had already been asked to be the associate choreographer for the main stage musical that spring so I was the associate on the drowsy chaperone um and that fall right before that I had assistant choreographed the main stage play so I was kind of doing a hundred things <laughs> and I was also in the um emerging choreographers workshop so uh it's called emergence and um it's student choreography workshop that we do at Pace every fall. So I was kind of like, my face was showing up all over the place. And she was kind of like, who are you? What are you, what's going on? Like, what do you see yourself doing? Um, and, you know, as I laid it out for her, I think I realized as much as she did that I would actually be a better fit for the BFA musical theater program. Um, so we talked about transferring um, and that I did. So I finished out that spring of sophomore year as a directing major. Um, and and the, the deal was that I was going to go into the BFA musical theater program, but I was going to have to do an extra year of school. So I, you know, that was also another big conversation to be had with my parents and with my friends and my mentors. Like, is this worth it? You know, is it worth it to transfer majors within a department that I'm already 
um, finding a lot of success and opportunities in. Um, and ultimately, we decided that it was, that it was worth it for me to sort of go into the musical, go the musical theater route. Um, so that, and then that next summer, I actually went abroad with a show that I created um, called Bloom, along with an ensemble of actors in the directing program. So I took it to um, Croatia and performed mm-hmm. and uh, and presented it at Croatia's first ever youth theater festival, which was incredible, like another just like amazing opportunity that I got while, you know, in my undergrad. Um, and, and, and then, so that summer I went abroad that summer, I, I choreographed a production of Newsies at a dinner theater. Um, and then I started working at a company called young artists of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to one of my friends, Maddie Rodrigue, plugging her, <laughs> um, hired me to assist her and to teach some of the dance classes. So that I did. Um, so that summer, I assistant choreographed Parade. And uh, so that summer was sort of like I flipped that whole like sort of theory that I had of like perform during the summer, choreograph and direct during the year. Now it was like choreograph and direct during the summer, perform during the year. Because um, I knew that going into a performance-based track that the whole next school year was going to be um, was going to be performance. Mm-hmm. So um so then that junior year rolls around. I'm a musical theater major, finally. Um, and I I was doing... Um, I actually... I didn't... No, that's a lie. I worked on a production of Mamma Mia that fall. Um, I assistant choreographed uh, a, and directed a production of Mamma Mia at Narrows Theater in Brooklyn. Um, uh, I assisted Chaz Wolcott, who is just, like, one of my greatest mentors dear friend of mine um he actually directed and choreographed the production of cats that i did that summer right before so we've been i mean he's been a true blessing in my life since moving to new york he's given me many an opportunity um and i so i assistant directed and choreographed that so it was a project away from school i felt like i was starting to get sort of my feet sunken into the sand here in new york um and then that so then that same January rolls around new musical festival happens again uh this year we did a production of Pete Herpan basically like a Peter Pan but like Jane is sort of like leading you through the story it was incredible uh and this was I think the ultimate test of me as a creative and as a performer um because I played Michael Darling and I was the dance captain and I was the assistant choreographer so here I am like juggling a hundred things being like, I'm a, I do it all. I do it all. I promise. Um, and felt like I was pretty successful at it. I don't know. Ask my castmates if I was, but I felt <laughs> like I was doing, I felt like I, you know, I felt like I had a solid handle on it. Um, and so that, that rolls around. And then spring of my junior year, um, I got an email in my inbox um, about about a, an invited dance call for the Escape to Margaritaville National Tour. And I, I honestly, at first, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, I was just kind of like, I, I, I think, like, I'm okay. Like, I, I know. It sounds crazy now. It really <laughs> sounds insane now. Right. I honestly think I was like, I was 
we had found the way that I was going to make it work for me to graduate in four years from Pace instead Mm -hmm. of five. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess everything up now if I like leave. And this was like an audition. This wasn't even like you got the job. Mm -hmm. This was like, come to the invited audition. And I was like, okay, what do I have to lose? Really? What do I have to lose? Same time, I'm working on Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS production of Easter Bonnet at the Minskoff. So I was working on the Come From Away piece. I danced in that at uh, at the Minskoff um, spring of, I guess that would have been 2019. Um, and I was doing, was, was, had, so I was in the invited audition for Escape to Margaritaville. The associate choreographer, Andrew Turtletaub, plugging Andrew, um, he was the associate for the Come From Away piece at Easter Bonnet. So here I am, like, working with him during the day and auditioning for him at night. <laughs> so then we had this sort of, like, great rapport of, like, I see you, you see me. Like, we both know that we're, like, we're seeing each other all the time, right, for, like, a month. Um, so I had one invited audition for Margaritaville. I was like, yeah, cool, that went well. What, you know, I my boyfriend at the time came pick me up. We had dinner. Like, it was awesome. Um, and kind of didn't think twice about it. And that, I guess that night, I got an email being like, can you make it to final callbacks tomorrow morning? Or, or I, think, I think maybe the invited audition was like Thursday, and they were like, final callbacks are Saturday. I was like, okay, so like, I guess I just like passed through a bunch of rounds because I was like all of a sudden being asked to come to final callbacks. Uh, so that I did, I showed up to final callbacks and I don't know, I guess there were maybe like 30 ish guys left at that point. Um, and went in, did the combos saw Andrew Turtletop again, you know, did that whole thing of like, here I am again, um, met Kelly Devine, the choreographer. And I, so I did one of the combos. They taught us a new combo or actually no, the people who had went to the open call learned one dance, the invited audition, the invited callback learned a second combo. So everyone that had been there since, like, round one knew both combos, Mm -hmm. but the people that were only invited to that second callback only knew one combo, and I was one of those people. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know the combo. Like, I only know one of these. So they quickly taught us the second combo before the creative team got there, Um, and we did it, and I remember, honestly, I think, like, this... I think this is when I knew I booked the job and that sounds crazy, but you'll understand why. So I, we did it and we went through all the groups of learning and then they're like, all right, everyone go wait in the hallway. We'll call you in groups. Give us like probably 30 minutes to get our, get everything, get everything, you know, organized and ready and we'll call you in. We're on our way out of the room and turtle, we call Andrew turtle. Turtle's like, Trent, can you stick around for a second? I'm like, Oh gosh. So I'm like, sure. So I like go back in the room Kelly Devine stands up from the table, you know, in her gorgeous, gorgeous blonde locks. Kelly Devine's the choreographer of Escape to Margaritaville, also like Diana on Broadway, also come from away, like she's a rock star. Uh, she's like, hey, I'm Kelly. I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Hi, I'm trying. Um, and she's like, she's like, hey, you're, you're crushing it today. Would you mind like going and teaching the combo to a few guys that, that came late? You're, you're and kidding. I was like, no, full out, like full send. I, and I was like, 
I was okay. like, okay, inhale, exhale. I think I just booked this gig, but I don't know. I don't know. So I was like, yes, 100%. I will do that. So I like go in the hallway. I'm like, if you, if you can't, no, they came out. They were like, you came late and you need to like refresh the combo. Like Trent's going to lead a quick like brush up rehearsal in this other room. And I was like, okay, so I think this is going well. <laughs> and it's funny now hearing people that were in that callback that were my castmates for a year recall this story because they're like, yeah, we fully knew if one person booked out of that room, it was you because they, like, I literally was teaching the combo. You were um, being like a dance captain. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. So, um, so we all went back in and we did the combo and um, I guess it was probably like, Two days later, uh, I got a call asking me if I wanted to join the tour. Um, and at that point, honestly, I was, like, super torn. I was, like, I, I didn't know. I was, like, I, not that I didn't want to go on tour. Of course, I wanted to go on tour and, like, do do the thing that we've all been training to do. But I also felt like I had spent so much of my time investing in pace and in my education. And my education it is really important to me and I think that I wanted to just like check every box and make sure that like everyone was going to be okay with me leaving for tour of course there were some duds that were like no you need to stay in school but like for the most part I felt like overwhelmingly supported by 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 school and by my mentors and by like my family and friends that I was like I just don't think there's a reason that I should should say no to this opportunity like it just doesn't make sense I'm 21 years old like it's the first national tour like I have to do it um so I said yes and the rest is history <laughs> so then I guess I guess what the US this initial question was school right about pace yeah okay so but, it, but it's then, okay it's okay <laughs> okay so so then I guess um So then I took off what would have been my senior year. I took a year away from school. I took a leave of absence. Um, and honestly, that was really tough, like watching my friends graduate and watching my friends have showcase and watching my friends, you know, that I went through four years of college, three years of college with um, graduate was like really difficult. Uh, I won't lie. It was it was definitely a, an interesting sort of experience to be like out working and having this cool experience on the road, but also like seeing my friends that I basically like grew up with at college um, finish out their degrees. Um, and then I knew 100% at the end of tour, at the end of the first year of the tour, I was going back to school. There was no questioning it. I basically, on the first day of rehearsal, I will never forget, and Brian Schrader, plugging Brian Schrader from Troika, was like, um, so, you know, year one of the tour is going to end on July 5th, and that is when your contracts are up, like, but there's a possible extension, you know, we, we might continue through the fall of 2020 or the spring of 2021, like who knows what's going to happen, but there's definitely like, we're, we're definitely thinking we're going to extend past that. And I raised my hand and I was like, I just want to make sure like I'm going to be done on July 5th though. And everyone was like, Trent, it's day one. But, but, but I was like so solid in my, in my idea that like I was going back to school and I was coming back to get my degree and like, I spent too much time and money and effort and energy into mm -hmm. this degree to not finish. So I made that abundantly clear from the, the get-go. Um, so I, I went through tour and March rolled around, coronavirus sent us all home, and I am back in school for senior year. So I'm part-time. 
Um, I just finished up my fall semester. I have like three credits left. I have two classes. It's literally a voice lesson in my senior showcase. So I'm so close to the finish line. Um, but technically I'm a senior now, super senior. So, um, but finishing out this year. So we are, I see the finish line. The finish line is so close. (laughs) I'm I'm really happy to know that you booked Escape to Margaritaville because let me tell you one thing. I did a double major in college. Uh, right now, I'm 26, and I mm-hmm. just graduated last September. Like, I mean, wow. it, it's been wild for me. I, I graduated high school in 2012, then I did one year film school, and then I transferred to another college uh, to do a communications major, and one year in that communications major, I started performing arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in total, it was seven years at the college I graduated on okay. and then at the year of film school before that. Wow. So it was eight years of college. You've been at it uh, for a while. Yeah. I, so I understand uh, your feeling of, I see the finish line, but it's so far away, but it's, yes. I, I can see it, but it's so far. Yep. I, I, yep. I mean, I, I, a year ago, exactly, um, I, I got my performing arts bachelor, and in September this year, I did the, I got the the communications bachelor, and it was it was Yay. like okay, finally, I'm out of college, uh, yeah, and, I mean, this is funny because people in the states start working at a really, really, really young age. Yeah, yeah, people here wait until they have their degree to start working. Uh, so, yeah. so it's, um, I mean, it would be, have been crazy if you didn't took that gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. And I mean, honestly, like looking back, especially like if you look at the past year that we've had, I think that I would, sure, I would have graduated quote unquote on time, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have that, that credit or that like, experience um that I'm so fortunate to have had when I was 21 um you know I left for tour when I was 21 years old so I learned a lot and I think actually like I I learned more on the road than I could have during senior year and that's nothing against the education but it's everything for experience is education totally plus it, it was like meant to be like all right, it's it's not the ideal for performers to learn through a, 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 a laptop or a Zoom class, but, yep. I mean, you got to travel and a lot of experience on, on being on tour, and, like, the less it would be to have graduated virtually. So, 100%. So, yeah. that, that's really, really cool. And also, you have a, a minor in commercial dance. Yeah, so I, okay, yeah, I guess I forgot that part. So at Pace, I started in the directing department, and then I auditioned for the minor in commercial dance, and I got it. Um, And the program for commercial dance is, like, really selective, and they take, like, maybe two or three minors a year. Um, And there's normally, like, not any non-MTs that are, that have the dance minor, just because the performing arts programs are already so small. Mm-hmm. Um, and within the department of performing arts, it's like you kind of stick to your own track, so to speak. Um, 
And so to try to cross over and do something else and take classes with different majors, it's really difficult. Um, but I, you know, in true Trent fashion was like, well, I'll try it. So I auditioned and I got it. Um, and so there were me and two other boys that got it that year. And so then I added a minor in commercial dance. And I also think that was like a, a tipping point for the the musical theater department heads that were like, so you're a directing major, but you have a minor in dance. And I was just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, yes. I don't know what else to say. That is correct. Um, and so that was more of just a, a thing for them, I think, to be like, oh, so this guy does, you know, the dance department has seen him do things. And now, like, let's see, you know, I think it, it was kind of like, let's see, let's see what what would work best for him. Um so I'm very grateful for it. Uh, it was an amazing, I got to take classes with the dance majors. I got to, um, you know, I performed in, like I said, in the emergence choreography showcase, which is just mainly the dance majors. I guess technically you can be outside of the dance majors, but it's, it's run by the dance department. Um, and then full circle, the dance department head came to see our opening night in Mar of Margaritaville in LA. So it was like full circle moment of like, and, and one of her, actual dance students was my roommate for the second half of tour so I was on tour with someone that I went to college with um it was it was pretty awesome that's amazing um yeah on, on your description on the website I loved three things the first one was showbiz has always been in my blood like I mean that is That is the best definition for every single thespian <laughs> and yeah, more for yep. Broadway people that is, are so yeah. passionate about things. Um, the yeah. second one was you typing the script of Wicked while watching the bootleg. Because, yeah. boy, I felt that. Because I did the yeah. same with Next to Normal and then I found the PDF online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Um, yep. And the last thing is your description of how you have different hats when it comes yeah. to theater and performance. Um, yeah. And I actually love that right now you have an Escape from Margaritaville hat. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very on brand. <laughs> so, how has it been to be like on stage and backstage for a lot of things? Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really interesting. Um, I I think, like, for me, it, it's always been about, like, where's the opportunity? Um, and so I think having that, like, broad scope of, of things that I can do and of hats that I can wear actually just gives me more work. Um, in its very simplest form, it's like there's more work because I do more things. Um, and, and I actually am so, so glad that I started doing that early. I, when I really started to realize that I wanted to do some directing and choreographing as well, I, I was probably in high school, um, and I choreographed a production of Honk Jr., which is like the musical production of The Ugly Duckling <laughs> um, at our community theater. And I was in 10th grade. And um, and I started to be like, I really enjoy sitting behind the table. And I really enjoy creating. And I enjoy being in the room almost more than I enjoy performing itself. Um, 
And so I did an internship at a, at a theater company in downtown Pittsburgh called Front Porch Theatricals. Where um, you did the last five years. Yeah, I did the last five years. I did um, The Light in the Piazza. I did The Spitfire Grill. And I did Floyd Collins. And so this was the summer of my junior and senior year of high school. And I realized how much I enjoyed being behind the table. And even if it was just to like soak in the information that the creatives were sharing, um, I was just so, I was like, I was living for that, for that experience to be, to be creative and in the room and in, in involved in the production from pre-production all the way through opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was highly the inspiration for you know, interviewing for directing programs as well as musical theater departments. Um, I also think it would go, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't share about my experience at Pittsburgh CLO as a kid. So, um, and my very beginning was at Act One Theater School, plugging Act One um, in Pittsburgh. I I really did start in like when I was five. Like I was I was the youngest kid. I played a Wickersham brother in Susicle. Like I was the tiniest little tot being like um, I had a solo that was like hanging out on a limb, looking down on him, something like that. I don't know. It was like in the jungle of Newell and I had a solo and I was like I was in first grade. Like I literally started so young. Um, and then I started taking classes at Pittsburgh CLO, which is um, an institute in in Pittsburgh that has a, an academy attached to it. So the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh CLO Academy of Musical Theater. Um, and I would go to my normal public high school during the day. And then right after school, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, I would go downtown um, and take class. So I would have my jazz class, my ballet class, my tap class, audition techniques, um, uh, acting, whatever, acting for film. So I really started training when I was like really hardcore in like sixth grade. Um, and then I worked, I started my professional work in middle school. Um, I <laughs> first production that I was ever in as a paid performing actor was a production of a musical Christmas Carol in the seventh grade. I played the Turkey boy. My middle school came to see it as a field trip. And I felt like the coolest person in the world um little did I know what was gonna come but like I thought it was just like the most amazing thing ever um and I and and so I think that you know I started that because I started performing so young and because I started working professionally when I was in middle school I did a few like regional commercials Mm -hmm. and a national commercial so I started really like I started to get the itch to do something more than just perform because I started so, so young. Um, and you know, that has led me to like today. I mean, I, I assist choreographers in the city all the time. I assist directors in the city all the time. I, I honestly think that my experience at pace let me connect with a bunch of different directors in a way that I don't know I'd be able to without pace. I mean, you know, um, I have assisted people like Sam Pingleton, who choreographed Amelie and and Significant Other and Great Comet on Broadway. Um, I've assisted Dennis Jones, like literal Broadway's Dennis Jones. So it's crazy to like be in a position where I'm in the room with these people. Um, even though right now it's a Zoom room, it's still a room. <laughs> um, and and to just like get to soak in that information um, and be a, and be a sponge. Um, 
and that has ultimately, I think, led to opportunities behind the table because mm-hmm. I'm willing to just to sit and to take in the information and to kind of be the right hand man to that person and whatever they need. Um, yeah, I mean, and and also it has led to. Um, some, you know, full-length productions that I've directed and choreographed. I did, like I mentioned, a production of Newsies. I directed and choreographed a production of Wizard of Oz. I choreographed a production of Smokey Joe's, all four professional institutes um, as, like, a 21 or 22-year-old. So, and actually last summer, sad, hopefully it's happening this summer, I was going to choreograph, it was going to be my first, like, big, full production um, as sole choreographer, um, at a, a summer stock theater called Interlakes Theater, um, and I was going to choreograph Greece. Hopefully, it will happen next summer. Yet another casualty of coronavirus, but I am so super grateful for that opportunity and for that gig. Um, and yeah, it's just you know having as many opportunities is. I feel like I'm always chasing after the next thing, which has been tricky in this time because it's like opportunities are few and far between these Mm -hmm. days but you know I'm just trying to keep the keep the channel open and just keep you know as as ready to work as possible I have to ask you what are the skills that you think you can transfer from hat to hat oh gosh I mean I think (laughs) I think number one is being like an open vessel. And I think as if I take, if I took nothing else away from my directing uh, training, it's that the director is actually more of a collaborator than anyone else in the room. Um, And, you know, you think of the directors, like they stand at the front of the room and tell you what to do and where to go and all of these things, but actually like they're taking in information from everyone else and they're they're, they're processing it and receiving it. And then they're sending out what they think is best for, for the team. And that I think is ultimately like transferable to any, whether you're the music director, the choreographer, the assistant to the choreographer, the dance captain, the leading man, the whatever it is, like being open to information, taking it in and then putting back out your best effort, I think it's like the, 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 the baseline of like all theater, right? It's like we listen and respond to art. Like that is what we do. Um, and I think that, you know, also I think being a good communicator mm-hmm. and and being respectful in your communications. I've seen so many people shoot themselves in the foot because they say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Or say they, they say they say something that just didn't sit quite right and then it's like, well, if you would have given it like five minutes for you to just think about what you were going to say or how you were going to offer that feedback or how you were going to address the room, maybe it would have gone better for you, right? Um, so I think that there's a bunch of things that can, you know, transfer. Uh, I also find like being a young creative person that I have a lot of ideas and I get excited about them quickly and then I have to like, pump the brakes and be like okay what's our budget (laughs) what are my actors who do I have in the room what am I like like 
and that part of my brain I think is um I'm still honing I'm still working on that part of my brain that it's like yes I can dream up all these things but it's like we have a certain we have a we have a budget we have a limit we have this amount of actors when we were casting Greece um I was like so gung-ho for having I, I forget it was like four or four maybe it was five guys and five five male and five female identifying ensemble members and our director wanted something different and I was so passionate about having these specific five dancers that I loved their auditions and loved their callbacks and then I was like pump the brakes chill out sit back like just take in the room see what the vibe is if you still feel this passionate tomorrow then send the email right and so it's I think like having the ability to just like chill out and be like what can I just like shut up about for right now and like what it pick your battles it's mm-hmm. like picking your battles I think in any situation whether you're a performer especially as a dance captain all of the different you know in, in so many different hats one, one of the classes you're teaching right now at Young Artists of America and Outlook Online Performing Arts is the yeah. Dancing Through Musical Theater classes right? yeah you created this on your own this class Yeah, so I started teaching, um, so the reason I mentioned Young Artists of America earlier is because they have truly been, like, my my rock during this, um, during COVID. Um, I, so I got sent home from the road. I was like, I'm not going to New York. New York was the central hub of, of COVID. I was like, I need to go home to Pittsburgh. So I went home to Pittsburgh, and... My boss at, at YAA reached out and was like, we want to do some sort of like virtual programming. Do you have any ideas? And so one of my friends and collaborators, Maddie Rodrigue, she's a Radio City Rocket. She's a total rock star, um, texted me. and was like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Like, let's start thinking of ideas now. And I was like, heard, let's do it. So I had this idea to teach a dancing through musical theater history class where I would do like 15 to 20 minutes of like musical theater history and, um, and then do like an hour of a normal dance, a musical theater dance class. Um, and they ate it up. They were like, we are obsessed with this idea. The kids at that time hadn't gotten any musical theater history except for during their summer programming. So I was like, cool, let's, let's bring it into the school year program. So I, you know, and being like a total musical theater nerd, I was like all down for like, and then in 1942, Rogers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma and the kids are like, what? But I was like <laughs> passionate about it. And I think through my passion about it, they got, they started to like get passionate about it too. Um, so I did a semester of that in the spring. And then for the fall, they asked me to come back on and keep the class going. So I teach it every week, every Saturday. Um, and, uh, so I teach that at YAA. Um, and then at Oh Look Online, I teach a jazz class, which is sort of dance through musical theater inspired. It's not exactly the same class, but it's a, it's similar. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, 
at, at Young Artists of America, I also teach um, for their studio programs. So I teach their Studio One kids, and then I'm the resident choreographer for the YA Junior program. So I'm like, again, wearing a thousand different hats because um, I'm on their education team and on their production team. So I'm a choreographer and I'm a teacher for them, which is incredible and truly like I can't say enough good things because they have been there for me since like the first Saturday of quarantine. Like they I had work and to this day I have a week. I have not had a week without work since COVID started, which is like unheard of. Um, but again, I, I do think like it does go like. I don't think it goes unnoticed that like I started investing in myself as an educator and as a choreographer and as a director, because in a time like this, if I hadn't done that early on, there's like a whole, there's slim pickings for performing jobs these days. So, you know, being able to like put on that hat of teacher Trent, like gave me the opportunity to keep working, which is, I'm so, so, so grateful. That's, uh, that's amazing. And I'm, 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 really still starstruck because what you put on the description on your website is just like the tip of the iceberg for all the things you do um, <laughs> and each time you mention an, a new thing I'm like damn this boy is good <laughs> thank <laughs> you um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really really happy about it and I'm really happy of all the things you're doing right now um, yeah and before we go where can people find you and take your classes online because I know that I think it was last week or two weeks ago you gave a class of uh, hip hop and you got people from yeah. all around the world yeah that I mean that was amazing so that I right now um, well okay so you can find me on Instagram my handle is at tscott8 t-s-c-o-t-t the number eight. Um, you can find me at my website which is www.trentsoyster.com Um, those are kind of my main points of contact. Contact me. There's a contact page on my website. Um, shoot me an email. Um, I also teach private. So I have private students as well as my studio students. So I do um, like hour-long private dance lessons via Zoom or if you're in the New York City area, socially distanced with a mask on outside. Um, so I have a bunch of private students as well. Um, but I... So yeah, that was... I, I, truly amazing. I teach at a place called Broadway Weekends at Home. Um, Gina Duvall, who is Diana in Diana on Broadway, started and um, a a I guess it's like an online sort of like Broadway community of musical theater students. So she brings in Broadway performers and choreographers and music directors to teach a variety of classes. Um, and so I subbed for one of my good friends, Susie Carroll for her beginner hip hop class and hopefully keeping fingers crossed, um, I'm going to join them for like a, a full time, not full time position, but for a, for a weekly class starting in January. So look out for that. Um, and I am teaching at Young Artists of America. You can pop into my workshops. I teach, I'm actually teaching a how to swing workshop this Wednesday and the next Wednesday, um, how to be a swing, which is going to be super cool. Um, and I'm going to bring some of my friends who have, Ben swings on Broadway to just sort of talk to us and like guide us through what it's like. Um, and then next semester I have my schedule, same schedule again. So I'm at a look, I'm at young artists of America. Um, and hopefully Broadway begins at home. I'll be teaching a little more there. Um, yeah. So lots of cool things happening. 
And lots of cool things coming your way. I know that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you. Well, Trent, thank you for being here. Thank you for, for coming over. It's been truly amazing to having you. Thank you so much for having me. It was an awesome, awesome conversation. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.